We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is brought to you by EOC Audio, Chicagoland's leader in audio, video, networking, and home automation, eocaudio.com. Let's go now, you fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. H-I-T-S, they all stand for try hard. So for the coaches, it's now H is for, hey, don't do that. I is for, I wouldn't do that if I were you. T is for, that's a bad thing to do. And S is for stop, you're fired. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I was driving to my dad's house before recording this. I was like, man, I'm really in the mood for a beer. Just one. And then I remembered, like, all the beer at my dad's house is gross. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on the score. Let's talk some bears and more with Jason Leisure on the Circa Sports Illinois Hotline and twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 to score. What's up, Jay? How are you? What's going on, Dan? Lawrence? Well, we're waiting for the Bears to find a defensive coordinator. There's a lot of names that have been put out there for this nominal position. Chris Harris, their former safety among them. Do you know where we stand on that? I still think that the most sensible thing for them to do is to promote Dave Borgonzi, their linebackers coach, because he's the one that has worked with Eberflus the longest. And this is a rare time where you could say this, but the Bears are actually doing well in this area. Things are going fine on defense. I wouldn't change anything. Like This is a rare time where the Bears actually would want to keep things the same and benefit from it. And if you take Borgonzi, who was with Eberflus in Dallas and with him in Indianapolis and has been with him here, I mean, that would be a very logical choice to keep the rest of the defensive staff intact and just hire a new linebackers coach. It would be that easy. What do you think we need to know about Shane Waldron? That he was about the best you're going to get. This is what I told you guys. You know, a week or two ago is you've, your field of candidates is severely limited when you have a defensive-minded head coach and you're not giving much clarity on what you're going to do at quarterback. I mean, this is the aisle of the store where you're going to be shopping. I was laughing when John Greenberg referred to the position as spinal tap drummer. <laughs> it's like, that's, I mean, that's a little harsh, but if you look at the history – you know, the uh, the survival rate is, is pretty similar. Yeah, but, you know, if you're not out there, if you're not offering a head coach job, then you're not getting someone like Ben Johnson, who everybody likes right now, everybody is interested in. You just aren't going to get that. And you're not going to get a Sean McVay type. You're going to get someone who learned under Sean McVay or someone who learned under Matt LaFleur. I mean, that's... That's where you're looking right now if you're the Bears. Um, now, Shane Waldron might be much more interesting and much better with a better quarterback situation. 
because he had aging Russell Wilson and then he had Geno Smith and he did well enough with those guys. If he is going to be part of the group picking the number one overall player in the draft and it's a quarterback, it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or somebody like that, you know, he might, you might see a lot more from him. You might see more than what he's shown so far in Seattle. From what you've been able to figure out, was there ever any serious conversation amongst the Bears about Jim Harbaugh? No. From what I've seen, there's not. There has that was that was one of the weird things that the Bears the Bears said so many things. Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren said so many things about how upset they were with how the season went and how they were sitting there with seven wins as the rest of the league carries on and into the playoffs. And they didn't really do much about it. I mean, it really was just Luke Getze out the door. And meanwhile, you have the Chargers are fed up and they're swinging big with Harbaugh. The Falcons are fed up and they're talking to Bill Belichick. And you have the Bears just sitting here like, we're fine. We don't even need to make phone calls to some of these guys. We're good. Thank you. It's just that this comfort level is galling. And could we, especially with all of the way they talked about all the changes in Kevin Warren and everything they wrapped themselves in, it's the same. You can't, none of these situations are identical, but look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now in basketball. They're 30 and 13, and they're sitting there saying, this isn't good enough. This isn't headed the right way. We got to make a change at coach. We could upgrade. You would do it with players all the time. And I know it's not exactly the same because when you change coaches, you're changing everything. Whereas if you change tight ends, you know, you're just changing one piece. But they're they're aggressive about trying to upgrade at player positions. It just seems less so at coaching positions. I, I just keep wondering about them if there were, you know, personal stuff that kept them from even wanting to talk about Harbaugh, which I think is a mistake. Like that, if if that's the if if Kevin Warren had a bad time dealing with Harbaugh when he was Big Ten commissioner, and that's why he doesn't want him as the football coach of the Bears. That to me is a mistake. I'm not saying that that's what happened, but it it had you moved on from Eberflus, you could have at least had a real opportunity to kind of figure out like what your job is. And you probably still would have fallen into a, a, a coach that was similar to Matt Eberflus. Yeah, they every indication from them has been that they didn't consider much outside of Matt Eberflus. That they were very confident and very steadfast in the direction that Matt Eberflus is going. And every just just like the draft. Every non-choice you make is a choice, too, that goes on your record and is part of the evaluation. So every time you have an exit ramp at quarterback or coordinator or head coach and you don't take it, that is a choice you are making that we're going to hold you accountable for. Do you foresee any movement on contracts what are the deadlines what's going to push the bears to make some decisions and as they begin to carve out some money for their own free agents well Jalen johnson's the biggest one and he's going to be down at the pro bowl i think it's is it this weekend or next weekend and we'll hear from him again at that um that that has been such a wild situation i can't 
I, I don't know if I've ever seen a situation in the NFL where so much has seemingly gone wrong and everybody's still cool. Everyone's still okay. This happened with the Dolphins kind of a few years ago with Xavier Howard, the cornerback, when he wanted to renegotiate a deal with, I think, three years left on it. It was unprecedented, and he demanded a trade. Usually once the trade demand is in, that's usually it. There usually isn't any coming back from that. The Bears have had with Jalen Johnson, they've had him play out his rookie deal without an extension. They have had him demand a trade and not get one and then come back. And it makes you think that there's just no way they could screw this up. But I would say be careful looking at it that way if you're Ryan Poles and the Bears. Like, be careful about testing Jalen Johnson's patience one more time. I just don't think I would do that. And not only might it fire on you. I'm talking about franchise tagging him here, Dan. Um, not only might that backfire on you in the negotiations, but it's just not a good way of doing business with somebody that you're wanting to be part of things for a long time. There is nothing that I can see that would stop you from paying Jalen Johnson near the top of, or at the top of the market. He is good enough to do that. You have so much body of work that says that, and he's so young. And you have cap room. It's not like you're going to be ridiculously yes. strapped if you're, if you end up deciding to pay him. Yeah, and yes, you have all every reason to do this and I, here let me just go on right i'll tell ryan ryan poles right now okay if you're listening ryan i am not gonna throw this back in your face if you pay jalen johnson and it somehow doesn't work out this is a clearly sensible move to make and now ryan can go back to listening to wojo um let me know, the, if, he, let me know if he texts in please i will of the two games that are happening on sunday which one is more interesting to you well, the Chiefs Ravens is more interesting to me because I think it'll be a better game. I don't. I think the Lions are overmatched with San Francisco. Even is after that, what you saw last Saturday, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I think that the forty, and I'm not saying that the Forty ers are going to win the whole thing, but I do think Forty ers at home are they a touchdown favorite still? I'm looking are, right now. I think it's yeah. six and a half or seven. I mean, I don't think they're going to blow them out, but I the the drama of. Mahomes going on the road for one of these against just an absolute juggernaut in the Ravens. I, I'm really excited to see that. The Lions are getting a touchdown, even no hook. Yeah, and the Chiefs I, are getting three and a half. See, I'm if, if you're giving me Patrick Mahomes and points, even on the road, even against the the best defense. Yes, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's hard. Points. It's hard to bet against him. That's why that's the whole point of what's going on with the Bears at quarterback right now is because this is a down year for the Chiefs. A real down year. Mm -hmm. where they had to let people go. They had to let, you know, they're they're kind of just everything's on a budget on the offense pretty much because you're paying your quarterback like that. And that's not a bad problem. That's like Baltimore is having is going to have that with Lamar and Philly having that with Jalen Hurts, um, Cincinnati with Burrow. That's what clarity at quarterback looks like. That's that means things are going well when you're paying your quarterback forty million dollars a year, fifty million dollars a year. But that is what you are hoping to find in the draft, and that is what like the Texans hope they have in C.J. Stroud. That's where you need to be aiming. You need to be aiming that high for a guy who has the potential, the talent like Mahomes, where 
you're going to be in it every year. And he literally has been in it every year. Six straight AFC championship game appearances for him. He's really, really just so fun. It's like whenever you think that it's about over or it's starting to morph, like he does something incredible. And that's why it's hard to bet against him. I'm, I'm, I think that I've, I've made my mind up and I've been talking with Dan about this throughout the week. I think my team is Baltimore. I think that's the team that I'm rooting for. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the Lions. Okay. Uh, that, that's cool. We both could be winners this weekend. That would be kind of fun. But I just, I like what they did with Lamar initially. I like how they recognized that he had grown past the coaching and they, they went and said, okay, let's find another coach that can help him get to the mm-hmm. next step in his development. I love what their defense is. I think that John Harbaugh is just smart. Like he just, he's, he's got the, it's similar to Campbell where he's got the right amount of meatball in him, <laughs> but he's also really smart. And, and I think that's kind of what you, you're looking for if you're looking for coaches these days in the NFL. I want that on a t-shirt, the right amount of meatball. Obvious shirts, get on it. Yes, somebody get on it. I love watching Baltimore. I, I, because I have covered the league for a time, I think is why this is. I don't really root teams when I'm watching the playoff games. I more so appreciate. I really appreciate watching Baltimore's defense. I appreciate watching Lamar Jackson. I appreciate watching Roquan Smith. I appreciate what Patrick Mahomes can do. I, it's almost like uh, it's almost like going to the theater for me. It's like, wow, this is a really good performance. I really enjoy watching this good performance. I'm not really rooting for one team or the other. No, but it's a very healthy way to consume sports, yeah. I think. And Roquan Smith got pretty be. good. He's pretty good. But I, in a way, I'm almost more invested in it be, that way because, like Green Bay, for example, um, I grew up here, so that pretty much tells you what you need to know, I think. Bears! But, but I, I went into – I enjoyed watching Green Bay's into the playoffs and once they got to the playoffs because I appreciated the way Jordan Love played and I appreciated the way that LaFleur coached. I found that really enjoyable to watch and I also went into the playoffs thinking, oh man, I'm so scared about Green Bay's kicker because he had missed so much during the season. He missed in the season finale against the Bears and no, they drafted that guy so they spent a pick on it even if it was a sixth round pick, I think. But there's always so many more kickers than kicker jobs. And kickers don't need to be with you for OTAs. You can sign a kicker on a Saturday. And if he can kick better than the guy you have, then he can kick you on. And so worried about that for them. It, it created so much drama for me watching that game where I'm like, man, is it at some point going to come down to this kicker and it's going to be problematic for them? And sure enough, it was. I, it's just all good drama and theater to me watching the NFL playoffs because I don't really have any kind of rooting interest in it. I don't really care who ends up winning, but I will end. I will enjoy watching however the plot goes for us to get there. That's how I watch most sports. Jason Lee, Nepo kicker. Thank you. You watch that while you're eating your locker room meatloaf or whatever it was? I didn't. Was I threw it out. Locker room pie <laughs> I, I, I threw it out. I didn't eat it. I it, I, it was, I, I was shamed into making the right call because my wife was right. She's like, just throw it away. And I did. 
She was right. That's why we need them, Dan. That's why we need them. Yeah, that's why. Yep. Uh, that, that must be why. Thanks. Bring some civility. <laughs> See you guys. That's Jason Leisure of the Chicago Sun-Times. Next up, Mike C. Nelson is going to join us, and he's one of those guys. Why do I know this guy? Well, he plays Dan on Shrinking on Apple TV+. Plus. He's Nurse Larry on ABC's Blackish. He was a Jeopardy champion, but you might know him better from his role as one of the progressive insurance people who's turning into his parents. He's also apparently a Chicago sports fan, and he's going to join us next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Okay, when you turn around, you're going to see someone. You have a turkey and cheese. Let's imagine that LL Cool J has a bubble around him. Do we want to be inside? Hey, I'm Keith. There are some situations that young homeowners turning into their parents just can't handle. Yep, there he is. There's my nephew. Now, I got a video of him uh, playing piano. That's not how you take a selfie. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto with us. Three, two, one. We don't need a countdown. Just take the picture. What have you done? Oh, he had to go. Oh, I need to tell him something. Oh, no, you don't. So I put the clarion call out there because I did. They say, oh, Bernstein, don't you have Google? Well, I do. And I went to, like, the all of the industry ad spot sites and all this stuff. And usually they'll tell you who's in the commercials. I've been trying to find the guy's name. So then I put it out there. I'm like, anybody know this guy? And the text line blows up. Like, yeah, I went to high school with him. Well, he's like, yeah, that's my brother. He's a big Bears fan. So... Of course he is. All roads lead back to that. Mike C. Is he wearing a Bears hat right now? Is on Twitter at Mike C. Nelson. He is the host of the weekly trivia podcast, You Should Know Better. You know him. Now we know his name is Keith from the Progressive Becoming Your Parents commercials. He's Dan on Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Nurse Larry on ABC's Blackish and uh, a well-known Jeopardy champion. Thanks for joining us, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm very, very good. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad uh, you got some help and uh, you could track me down. <laughs> he was desperate to track you down. It was very weird. I just, I, I, I apologize for him. I, I was stalking you. I, I love the spots. I just, I love the wardrobe. I love the props. The hair. Whoever got it just right. From the jacket being a li- the windbreaker is a little too big. The billfold is stuffed with all sorts of bits of paper. I just some somebody really got it right. Yeah, everybody that works on those spots uh, is just extraordinary, and it's. I think we all realize that this is something that's out of the ordinary and you don't normally get campaigns like this in advertising anymore. So to be a part of it, I think everyone knows just how special it is and we want to just keep exploring it and keep it going. So yeah, the props department coming up with that wallet that when I saw it, I was like, that's everybody's dad's or uncle's wallet. 
Um, and the credit cards, the fake credit cards and the fake coupons that they had in the wallet are like legit. They made me laugh so hard. So it's from the top down. It's from, you know, the client is cool. The writers are incredible. And then the director of the spots, Marty Granger, um, him and his uh, producing partner, Heidi, have worked together for over 20 years. And they're just a well-oiled machine and they work with their crew really well. So then you guys mentioned people like Chris Watoski and Bill Glass. You throw the actors in there and it's just, it's, it's this magical thing that everyone uh, just does their job and is happy to be there and uh, to see the world kind of respond to these ads over the last handful of years is just something I've never seen before. So just to be a part of it is, is pretty cool. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you is someone in this business What's it like to see? Because look, there are multiple TV shows inside of progressive commercials. Like yeah. there's uh, there there's two different tiers of 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 a short form sitcom going on with progressive. What is that like? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the insurance companies just in general, um, they kind of prove the point that they have the money to produce really cool, excellent advertising that works. Um, but progressive. Yeah. With the flow commercials. I mean, she's been at it for, I think, 15 plus years. And like you guys mentioned, she was a, a an actress that was just, you know, rank and file and doing, you know, guest stars and co-stars here and was on some movies and TV shows and performs at the Groundlings, I think, still weekly because that's what she's incredible at. But yeah, she auditions for that one job and it turns into 15 years where she's directed, I think, some spots and she's done full makeup and played multiple characters and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've I've always I've done I've luckily done commercials for most of the last 15 plus years, which is incredible. I never thought that moving out here from Chicago, um, but to find a campaign where they call me back, even if it's once a year, or once every couple of years um, and just to see everybody and and and. Uh, everyone welcomes everyone back and and just again the response from the public advertising usually people aren't really talking about commercial these days maybe at the oscars or uh the super bowl or something but that's about it but when you go on youtube i knew this was different after the first one i did i went on youtube and i looked at the comment section which is usually the ninth circle of hell <laughs> um and usually like the third comment down is you know something racist or you know political or whatever and 90 plus percent of the comments were positive. And I was like, oh, my Lord, <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. So I knew something was up and uh, it's continued to be so when when a new one springs up, people people kind of go nuts. Some of these hit a little close to home for me, like when in the grocery store, when uh, Keith decides he wants to go to the manager to compliment the guy who's doing the slicing at the deli. And both of my kids went you do that like that's that. you like you're the old guy now now i'm not turning into my, it's not like i'm turning into my parents but both of my kids were just they got such a kick out of that they're like you're the guy that absolutely would compliment somebody for being really good at slicing at the deli and seek out the manager like fine guilty you got me that's i think that's part of the magic too is some people are happy to admit they're turning into their folks or their grandparents or just getting older or the kids are digging it because they see you doing that and stuff and i did get a lot of uh a lot of comments where they're like what's wrong with complimenting the guy in produce Brian? what's wrong with that uh, but most people, most people get the joke yeah it's like all these things are these little peccadillos that are funny and stuff but we all do it and i think that's what's genius about the campaign too and i'm sure other advertising agencies or some are like kicking themselves over and over again where it's like where could people turn into their parents 
anywhere, everywhere. <laughs> they could do a million of these spots forever. We hope. Do you guys get to to bring stuff to the creators and say, you know what you might want to do with this? Or or you've had a, a moment that you've said, I this is I me turning into my parents? For for sure. They let us play all the time. And that's what's kind of great is just the combination of when we get the set of scripts every time we go in for callback auditions or we get to set, you it's it's a packet. And usually you don't get like a packet of scripts, but they usually have I usually read the first bit and I fall down laughing. So the writers are just consistently tremendous. So what's on the page is what makes it to the commercials a lot of the times. Um, but the, the, between the writers and the director, they're constantly throwing us stuff during, during the shoot and in between takes. And then as actors, they've worked with a lot of us like Chris Witoski and there's a great actress named Abra from New York and my friend Valentina and some other really great uh, improvisational actors that, they let us play once they get the stuff that's on the paper and they get a bunch of alternates, they let us screw around. And for example, when I'm, uh, when Bill glass pulls a weird round object out of a, gar a garage freezer and says, I'll give you a hundred bucks. If you tell me what this is. And I just improvise scotch egg thinking <laughs> no one knows what a scotch egg is. Um, and when that made the commercial, I like fell off my couch. I was like, I, I didn't know what a scotch egg was until I was like 35 years old. But I think they just it tickled them and they put it up there and it got a huge response. So, yeah, it's it's a combination of, of everybody working together. And what we realized, too, is, I mean, we shoot all day for 22 seconds. There are there's hours of footage of really funny stuff that's on the cutting room floor. And people have asked, why don't you put that stuff up or behind the scenes or bloopers or whatever? And I think what they do is I think they just harvest some of the great stuff and they'll just use it in a, a commercial down the road. So they're just constantly harvesting fun things that, that uh, pop up uh, while we shoot. So how old is that bear's hat? Uh, this one's relatively new. I have some really gross old ones from like the nineties and two thousands, but this one's, I think like less than a year old. I saw it cause it looked kind of old school, just the oh, Chicago, yeah. just bears. I was like, I want something classic. So I went with this one, but yeah, I've been a bears fan since I think one of my first words were Walter Payton. So isn't he uh, right? Isn't that a picture of Walter Payton right behind you? Sweetness right here. I have a bobblehead uh, behind me. Um, he's the the one true idol. It's like I loved, you know, the big hurt and I loved MJ, but uh, sweetness will never be eclipsed in my fandom. I think he's, you know, the greatest of all time. So that, that's fun to, to have you say, especially considering earlier in the show, his son, Jared Payton, he's a weekly contributor to our show. So we were actually having conversations about Walter Payton today. So to have two conversations about Walter Payton means that we've done our job right. You can never have enough sweetness. So tell us about your Jeopardy experience, how that came to be and what it was had always been an ambition for you. And then and then to win and be there for a while had to be really fulfilling. Yeah. Another extraordinary. I, I pinch myself a lot. Um, yeah, I think just growing up in the Chicagoland area in Chesterton, Indiana, shout out to my all my friends in Chesterton, Indiana. Um, in the region, the region rats, um, like you guys, you'd get Jeopardy on at 3.30 in the afternoon. So I'd come home from school and grab a snack and that would be on the TV before, you know, Linda, you or Alan Krzyzewski would come on for the four o'clock. <laughs> uh, and I would I would watch Jeopardy. And I, you know, when I first started watching in the in the mid 80s, I'd get, you know, maybe one one question. Right. Um, and something that kind of blew my mind that I think attracted me is 
more times than not, I would be watching the game and something I had learned in school like that week or that day would be a clue and I'd get it right. And I was like, holy smokes, I just learned that today. Um, and then I just, I watched it. I got that little, I think my brother Russell got the, like the Jeopardy at home calculator. So you could play at home and, and like put in the, the amounts and stuff and kind of play as a contestant from home. Um, but yeah, I, I started uh, trying to get on the show after I graduated college from Indiana University and I, I moved back to Chicago and I was working at Ed DeBevix, which seems like every actor does for a, a stint. And uh, while I was a waiter there, they were having tryouts back in the day. They do it, you know, like a downtown Hyatt or Hilton or something like that in a big banquet hall. And uh, first time I went was in person. And then I, I went on to try out online for most of the last, I think it took me 21 years. So I started in my early 20s and then finally got the call a couple of years ago to go to the second round of tests. Did that thinking maybe I'll have to do that for another 20 years, but uh Got the call 10 months after I had uh, taken the second battery of tests. And unfortunately, I missed Alex by three months, who was my my hero. Um, but I got Anderson Cooper as my guest host, and he couldn't have been a, a cooler gent. And then, yeah, just to just to be on the show was a win. I was like, you're here. You already won no matter what happens. And then to win a game. I kind of floated off stage and, and didn't know what else happened for the next uh, like six hours, but I ended up yeah, winning three games and I got to play four, four games in one day because they shoot a whole week's worth in one day. So I played four games of Jeopardy in a day and walked back to my car just with my head completely blown. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. Um, yeah, it was yeah, a day I, I will never, ever forget. That's so, so cool. My, my, my wife's cousin was on Jeopardy. And he said what people don't realize, the, the secret sauce is the timing of the buzzer and that some people just have it and some don't. Did, yep. did, did you realize that you that that the, that rhythm you just got? That's that's an excellent question, because it leads me to this. Uh, when you go, they give you like a little orientation and then everyone gets a chance. Everyone that's there that's going to shoot for that day um, gets a chance to do a rehearsal. And you get to go to the stage and you get behind a podium and you grab a buzzer and they put up pretty easy questions just so they want to get everyone familiar with ringing in. Um, so you can kind of find that rhythm and see how it is. And there's a there's a lighting cue on the outside of the board. And they told us that they're like, there's a lighting cue. As soon as the question's over, the lights come up. And that's another reason to buzz in. And I was like, oh, cool. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Some people it works, the lighting cue, and other people it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And for me, the lighting cue did not work at all. So during the rehearsal, we got about 15 questions to ring in, and I was O for 15. I did not buzz in right once. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be that guy, that guy or girl that you see, you know, freakishly pushing the button over and over and looking off to the producers, being like, my buzzer's broken. Um I went back to holding, which was the wheel of fortune area and just kind of meditated for a couple minutes. It was like, dude, you're here. It's go time. That was just rehearsal. And as an actor, there was some old adage of like terrible rehearsal, good show. And I just kept thinking that. And then the very first game, the first question was called by the champ and I rang in and my, my podium lit up and Anderson Cooper called on me and I got it right. And then I got a couple more right and a daily double right. And after that, I kind of chilled out. But after a horrible rehearsal, I got, I got the rhythm of the buzzer because you are going up against two other really fast, smart people always. You know, if you've made it that far, you're going up against someone that knows 
a bajillion things and is fast on the buzzer. So you got to hopefully get in more times than not. As you're working your way through like acting and gigging and everything else and working at Ed DeBevick's, is there anyone that you saw in Chicago that wasn't a star that when you saw them perform, you were like, yep, that person is going places immediately? Yeah, I mean, through throughout my uh, kind of career, because I was a late bloomer, I took my first acting class the middle of my college days down in Bloomington at Indiana University. And there were people there that were just so good. And I was enamored with them. And then Chicago, if you went to The Annoyance, and you saw, uh, you know, Susan Messing and um, uh, what's his name, Mick Napier at The Annoyance or at Second City, and you'd watch any of those shows on the ETC stage or in the Skybox or IO, Improv Olympic. I had so many friends that were just extraordinary that went on to become writers and actors. And then in LA, it was the same thing. I think I went to my first Groundling show and I saw Edie Patterson, who's now on Righteous Gemstones. And she was on. She's amazing on that show. She is. And from from she opened her mouth once at this groundling show. And this is like circa 2005 or six. And I fell out of my seat laughing and everything she did that whole show. I was like, who is who is this? And, you know, even from that time, it took her a while before Danny McBride finally saw what I saw 10 years earlier. Um, But yeah, hopefully that's what you see is like a little bit of a meritocracy where the people that are just outstanding and and incredible are going to get their their opportunities and their chances so yeah i've seen a lot of people that deserve every bit of praise and and money and success because they're so good well here is to you being one of those who's moving to that phase of your career out there right now and that's why when we saw somebody said look that dude's funny we want to find him and we want to talk to him. And the fact that it turns out that you're a Chicago area sports fan is just icing on the cake. Keep working so that you don't have to worry about the White Sox anymore, Mike. Ugh. Oh, I, I, Ugh. I can't I can't believe they 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 did more due diligence on hiring a play by play guy than a GM. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable to root for that team. It's like. It's yeah, we could I could you could have me back and we can just talk about how terrible that franchise has been. It's a date. That's a date. We'll do it. We'll we'll do it and celebrate uh, baseball season when the time comes. This is awesome. Thanks so much. Yep. Oh, happy to be here. Thanks so much. That is Mike C. Nelson. How great was he? Man. That was great. We are actually, truth be told, we've had a couple off air moments uh, doing some long range baseball season planning about how we're going to handle talking about the maybe, White Sox. Maybe we should add Mike in as, as our White Sox guy. Because <laughs> we we're going to need something to do. Mike, o- Mike other, can be our White Sox expert. Other than actually talking about the White Sox because ooh-wee-yay. You know what? And I, I, I shorted progressive. It's not just two. It's like three. The, the universe? Yeah, because you have the flow stuff. You've got the, the don't turn into your parents stuff. And then you have the replay stuff. That's right. We're like kid and play. And yeah, and his whole point about the insurance companies, too, the insurance companies having, like, if you look at what Liberty Mutual is doing, they're and, doing that too. And Geico, they're also, it's, it's affording so much creativity. And, and State Farm. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, they're spending the big money. That's Those yeah. nuggies. That, that's the big money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd come back anytime to talk about sports because yeah, I'm a huge Blackhawks fan and a Bears fan and a White Sox fan and a Notre Dame fan. So 
we could talk all that stuff. But yeah, the White Sox every year when they're like, it, it's, we're going to have dog days again and we have a uh, surf and turf at the, the concession stands. Like, who cares? Put put a good team on the field. That's all I give a care about. Ah, yeah, you're one of us. You're one <laughs> of us, Mike. One of I us. One of it's, us. It's, it's so tough. But yeah, I mean, at least there are some glimmers of hope for the for the Bears and the, the Blackhawks, I think, are going to have a nice run in a couple of years. So we shall see. All right. You'll be back soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, awesome. Mike. Thanks, guys. See you later. Mike C. Nelson. I also love that Mike was just sitting there. Hanging. He, wanted to, he wasn't done talking about the and White Sox yet. Thing. And let me tell you another thing about these. All right. When we come back, we need to hear. Um, Jason Kelsey had a perfectly satisfactory explanation of his premeditated behavior. On Sunday, that I par- that was apparently the plan. That was not exactly spontaneous. He'll explain. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes midday's ten to two on Sports Radio six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station. Tonight at Benny's in Orland Park, I will be there five thirty to seven. We are going to be there with Remy Martin. It's going to be great. We're going to sign people up for the Court of Dreams on March 1st, and we're going to name the winner tonight. So get over there. You sign up for this thing. Maybe you win, and you can go have an incredible experience at the United Center, all thanks to Remy Martin. See you 530 to 7. Benny's on 94th Avenue in Orland Park. The Kelsey brothers, as you may know, have a podcast, and... Both Travis and Jason were talking about what we saw over the weekend, which many people are now saying is going to be the Halloween costume of choice for next year for a lot of men of a certain size, perhaps. But he was he, he it was not something that just sort of sprung up. It was his plan all the time. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, don't you dare. I was like, hey, it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep at the bar. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. (laughs) Quite a story. It is true. It's the people's champ right there. Yeah, Some, so. Sometimes the, the way that they meet you, and then like they want you to change. And it's like, this is who I am. Like, you, take you, my shirt off like Petey Pablo up in here. You got the answer. It wasn't a bit. It's just who he is. Well, we don't have the answer quite yet. If, if we see in the next couple of months an intimate look at the life of Jason Kelsey on Amazon Prime, then we'll know that he was, you know what I mean? Like, if, if this ends up being part of, the furthering of you. the I'm with you. But if that's how you if that's just you, is it so wrong to get paid for it? No, it's, you know it's totally is, it, is it, that much of a bit if you're just getting paid. To it's do not the, wrong for him to get paid for it. The at thing all. with him doing the shot with the Bills fans isn't the first time he's been seen like chugging stuff and uh, tailgating with people. Clearly. One quick part I want to relay to that that it continues the theme. He also said in in this uh, podcast episode that he wanted to do all all of this, take the shirt off, jump out, you know, everything like that, 
uh, in front of Taylor Swift to keep the bar low. And we've had a whole theme this week of of clearing low bars like Tony Romo. And there was something else at, in the middle of the week. So uh, let her know what she's signing up. for. Exactly. You're going to be my sister in law. Sometimes I take my shirt off. Just so you know, is that like one of Tracy Morgan's things? He's I think- always taking his shirt off. I don't. I can't tell what's the bit with him anymore either. That's a, that, that's if a that good was point. a Thirty Rock episode or what? Like, yeah, he talks about that all the time and getting you pregnant. Not you, Ray, but you, oh, the, yeah, Roy, the royal you. He's big into that. Parkinson Spiegel are next here on the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.